Hi you, and welcome to the Mission Driven Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Stephanie Smolders, and in this show, we will have a combination of solo episodes from me personally with my tips, my advice as an online business and marketing coach, and I interview the most exciting mission-driven entrepreneurs and ask them all their secrets and all their tips, and we dive into their personal life as an entrepreneur as well. I cannot wait to show you and to let you listen in on all these conversations. So let's dive right in. Welcome to today's episode. And today I want you to introduce you to Kristen. She is a money mindset and business coach for entrepreneurs. And she specializes in helping you discover how you're designed to make money while managing your internal and external energy. She is the best-selling author of Stop Chasing, Start Attracting, and to top it all off, she just got engaged. I'm so, so excited to have you here. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to being on the podcast, and I cannot wait to ask you everything. Oh my goodness, it's such an honor to be here, Stephanie. You have no idea. And thank you so much for such an amazing intro. I feel so acknowledged. it's amazing. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm so happy that you finally get to share your mission mission with me like live because I've seen it. I follow you. I read your book. So I cannot hear, cannot wait to hear more. So tell us your big, big mission. Yeah. So my biggest mission, I was thinking about this and and really it's, um, first of all, I think that my biggest mission is not just money, right? So I'll talk more about how I came into like my role of like money and money mindset, I'm sure throughout this interview, but I realized that it's more so of empowering people to like face themselves um, and to get over their own stories, whether that is money stories or um, whatever stories that they have constructed throughout their lives, um, but be able to free themselves and identify with a new version of themselves. So for me, my biggest mission is to really free people from the chains that they have been taught um, are encompassing them. So, so yeah, it, it's much more than money mission, um, much more empowering, I would say. Because money is really just a tool that we use um, to operate in this world, but more so it's about freeing ourselves from the thoughts that really confine us. Yeah, so true. And that's so how I see you, that you, you talk, you use money as an in for people, but it goes so much deeper. You look at everything based on, like you could have a thought about money, but that comes from somewhere else as well. And I love that you... Um, also share that in your in your social media in your book as well like everywhere but I'm also interested like you said you want to talk about how you got into money mindset but also in thoughts and changing beliefs and all of that yeah I got in it because I lived it like literally for years and years and I think still like till this day I'm still uh learning as a person like I'm always changing right just like every any human being but I suffered a lot from my own money mindset growing up. Um, and then a lot of it had to do with the way I was brought up. And I think that because I really truly feel like I was supposed to live that so that I can share that with the world today. Right. Um, and so, you know, growing up, I, I was really taught that money was a bad thing. And it was really confusing because in this world, we need money, right? Like we need money to survive. Um, And so because I was taught that through my parents, actually, it was my dad more so. My dad was the one that was 
you know, he grew up with a lot of scarcity. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, where South Central LA is or like Watts, California, but it's just a really poor neighborhood. And he really grew up with a lot of poverty. poverty. Um, and because of his ch childhood, he kind of like imprinted a lot of his beliefs onto me. Um, and it was also confusing as a child because growing up, my mom was very spiritual. She was really into the woo-woo stuff. Um, and as a child, I saw my dad bring bringing in like the bacon, right? He was the breadwinner. And my mom was the one that was at home with the kids. So I took a lot of my financial advice from my dad, not knowing that my mom was actually, you know, attracting money um, in her own way. Um, so that was definitely an experience that I had to go through in order for me to realize that true abundance doesn't come from like hustling, right? It doesn't come from like trying really hard. It really does come from your way of being um, and, and knowing that. So it's a really deep knowing that you are in a state of abundance for you to attract the abundance that you desire. Yeah. While you were talking, I was like, is she telling my story or something? <laughs> is it so the same? Like my dad was also the one bringing in the money, had his own business, but very poor mindset if I reflect on it. My mom was a spiritual one and doing all these things. And now she's the one, the breadwinner for my family. So it's like, oh, a, it's like funny to hear you say like my story is like, ah, how is this possible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think when we first met, you were a projector. We're, we're both projectors. I think we're both self-projected projectors. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's so crazy that our our story is so similar because it's true. Like my mom is the one really like thriving right now, and she's like investing in stocks, and she's just like totally loved living that abundant life. Um, and my dad is still in this, in a way struggling. And it's funny because I can see literally both of that like, right in front of me, right, and it's kind of in a way presented in, in me so that I could actually tell the story to help other people. Yeah. Yeah. And that is it, right? I also believe that we get to live something in order to help others, especially as a projector, as a guide. And I would love to hear from you what human design uh, gave to your life and how you found it actually. Yeah. So it's interesting because I found out about human design maybe a year and a half ago. And I was, uh, the first time I learned about it, I almost didn't want to believe it, right? Because I found out that I was a projector, and yes. I found out that I didn't have <laughs> the 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 you know the the life force energy like you know generators or manifesting generators, and I was almost like, oh, that sucks. Like you know what I mean? Like because I was just taught, I was so conditioned to work hard and to like work long hours and to really push for things to happen. So when I found out that I was a projector, I almost kind of was like oh shoot, what do I do with this, right? Um, and it wasn't until I would say half a year ago that I got back into human design because I was really, it kept showing up for me, right? And because I work with energy, like, you know, I think you know my story of like, you know, my, my parent, my mom uh, teaches feng shui, and she taught me feng shui. So I, I'm really into energy. So when human design came into my life, I was like, okay, like it's here. So it's in my reality. And it's here for a reason. I didn't want to accept it first. And now I'm, it keeps showing up. So it's trying to show me something, right? It's trying to show you something, Kristen. So I realized uh, by following my projector strategy, it, it honestly has been so much more life-changing. And it has helped my business a lot as opposed to like trying to be a manifester. I think mm -hmm. all my life I've tried to uh, initiate things, tried to generate things. 
Um, and I was always hit with a lot of resistance, but the moment I just surrendered and was like, okay, fine, I'm a projector and I'm, I'm just going to honor that and really just whatever. And I'm going to honor that and surrender to that. That's actually when things started to come up for me, right? Like opportunities like these, like podcasts like these, like just allowing and trusting that people would invite me. Um, and all I have to do is just take care of my energy and, and my frequency. Um, the right people will come up and show up. So it has taught me a lot. It has ta I'm still learning. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still learning how to be a projector. Um, but overall, like all the experiences that has um, came through with me being invited, those were the best experiences. Those were the most, like it flowed the best. Um, I, uh, you know what I mean? Whereas the things that I was like pushing against, it always fell through. Yeah. Yeah. It's very like how it is for me. And I'm also still learning how to be a projector, especially the self-projected part of it. Um, but I would love to hear what that, yeah, what that means for you, like following your strategy, because I know I have a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, you have to wait to be invited. But how does that look like for you? Yeah, that, that is a tough, that's a tough one because how I, I see it is that obviously like, um, I don't have to wait to be invited to like call a friend, right? Or like mm -hmm. to like get a cup of like tea or something. Those small things are not in like an invitation, but like big things, right? Where, especially with business, right? Like all the clients that have come to me, all the clients that have reached out to me, instead of me having to chase them, those are the, my best clients. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'll just be straight up. The clients that I, I felt like, in the beginning where I was like trying to hustle and I was like sliding into people's DMs, like that was, that just didn't work out well, right? And I realized as a projector, our aura and our frequency is just so, what's the right word? Like kind of like we are already, have, we, we naturally attract people. So when we try to push it upon people, the energy is too much, right? And it's almost as if like people are like, like not wanting to be around this. So it's just this natural energy that we have. And I think that when it, your question, when it comes to invitations, it's really just trusting that when we tune into our frequency, we have to trust that whoever is on that same frequency will either match us or they'll just fall off. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense for me, but I think for some people, when you say tune into the frequency, yeah. what, what does that mean? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, so how I tune into my own frequency is that whenever something happens, right? So for instance, this week, I've been noticing that, I, that a lot of like uh, really bad emotions are coming up. So like a lot of like more, um, I think it's also like, again, I don't know if you go through this, but like I go through like hormonal changes, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever like about that time of the month, I start to feel like um, myself almost as if like it's a different version of me. So in the past, I would feel a lot of resistance where I'm like, okay, like I still need to work really hard. I still need to like, you know, do all the things and I would be really hard on myself. And what I've learned being a projector is that whenever I'm starting to feel that resistance, that instead of trying to like continue to fight with it, tuning into my frequency is checking in with myself and saying, okay, like what is happening right now? Like what is the truth? What is happening right now? And allowing myself to just be who I'm supposed to be that week, 
right? Like this week, I was not supposed to work that much. I was supposed to just lay low. I didn't have to be on stories like 24 seven. And again, the old me would be like, no, Kristen, you have to get on there. People are waiting for you. You have to show up. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like whatever, right? Like it's, it's just, it's just not happening. And instead of forcing it, it's just checking in with me and checking in with what my intuition is telling me and just allowing um, and not caring whether or not, you know, I show up or not. It doesn't matter. Does it make sense? Yeah. And also that's very much mindset, right? You, you are changing that I have to hustle hard in order to be seen into I am seen regardless of if I work hard, if I put in the hours and I trust my body for telling me that I need to chill right now. Like I so relate to this. Like I used to be very much pushy all the time. There's like this male energy, right? As you have to show up regardless how you feel. If you feel sick, you still go to work. Um, while we are human beings, we have hormones and those change. So accepting that I think is so powerful to share as a message as well. And I want to go back to that part of, of mindset and how you, you change certain beliefs. Like what would be a tip that you would give to someone who's listening? Who's like, yeah, I have the same, I, I like hustle or I have something around money that that's not flowing. What would you tell them? Yeah. So first you have to be aware of what that belief is, right? Cause it's really beliefs that are driving our actions. So like, if, like anything that you decide to do comes from a thought, it comes from a belief, right? Um, and that thought is anchored from a, a very, like a belief that we hold. And so once you can realize that it's just a belief and the belief is not necessarily true, then everything else kind of just crumbles, right? So for instance, my belief was like, I have to show up every day in order for me to, you know, make money, for instance, right? That's a belief. Um, and that was a belief that was hardwired from my parents or my dad, right? Like, you have to work hard. His motto growing or my motto growing up hearing all the time was work hard now, have fun later. That was like mm. his, I, I might as well like have it stamped somewhere because that's his, his way of thinking, his belief, right? And so that was my belief for the longest time. Um, and once you realize that that belief, and I write about this in my book, right? Uh, once, you once you realize it's just a belief that's not necessarily true um, and you can find, you know, um, contradicting beliefs, if you can find other beliefs that actually contradict the belief that you have, then you can start to believe that, okay, maybe my belief is not necessarily 100% true. Maybe there are different beliefs out there. And that's when you can kind of move from, okay, sticking to this one belief to like, you know, trying out other beliefs, right? And that's the thing about what people, what I feel like in this world that people are um, attached to are their beliefs, right? Literally, um, and again, I write this in my book, like there are, beliefs are so strong that people like kill one another because of beliefs, like because of belief system. And all it is is just beliefs. Like all it is is just stories, right? Because if we didn't have those belief systems, then it, there's no, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're all held by these beliefs. And once you realize that all it is is just beliefs and we can contradict it with another belief and start looking for that, then we can start to realize that everything is just made up in our minds. And that's why I love money mindset, right? Cause like literally I feel like business is, is, is 80% mindset, right? And 20% of it is just, is just the action, right? Where everyone I feel like has it backwards. 
yeah, everyone focuses on strategies that you have to have funnels and everything. But if you're not believing that that can work from you, for you, you can have all the best strategies and websites and whatever you have funnels in the world, they will still not work if you don't believe that they are going to work for you. Oh, 100%. 100%. And here's the thing. I think that most people teach strategy. Um, number one, you know, obviously, strategy should be like, it, it can be taught, right? But I think that it's easy to teach strategy, right? It's easy to teach the step-by-step. What's not easy is teaching mindset or what teaching energy, because those are things that you can't really see. And it's like not in a linear fashion, but that's what's most transport, like transformational, right? Is not the step-by-step, but actually like living it and going through it. Um, I think that's actually much more transformational than actually the strategy itself. Yeah, I'm going to ask maybe a personal question, but I so relate to that and I teach strategies. I, I have been in the marketing industry and I do all of that. And what I notice is it is easy for me to teach that because I can also see the results immediately. So it makes me feel like, oh, I'm doing a good job. How is that if you're changing someone's life and really on a deeper level, how do you feel when you don't see the immediately results as a coach you have to really trust it's an inner knowing and i think as projectors we we have that inner knowing so for instance i had a client that wasn't getting the results like externally that me and her both wanted and a part of me was like kind of freaking out a little bit like oh my god like i'm doing everything i can like she's not it's not it's not working blah 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 like all these thoughts were like clouding my mind and then I was noticing that and I was like, you know what, like there's a deep inner knowing that is beyond the thought that I know that just because we are in that same container together, um, that she will get it in her, in her divine timing. Right. And not every one of my clients are going to get it at this very same moment. Right. And that's the thing, right? Like that's the thing about step-by-step is that uh, you're expecting that your client is going to change at that very exact moment. But what I realized is that all of my clients, especially one-on-one, right? Like they go through their own epiphanies at their own time and it's meant just for them. And as a coach, we're not supposed to be like attached to their results, but really to like to just show up for them and be their guide. And their transformation is meant to happen when they need, when they need it to happen, Right. Yeah. And it's a trust, right? To truly trust that part of it. Oh my God. I still, that's something I'm still like developing in myself, like my own trust that being a projector, that is enough. And I don't need to have all the tools and tricks and the tips. I have that, but they might not necessarily work at that same time for someone that I've seen work for others. Yeah. And that's the thing about what I learned about being a projector is that sometimes like as a projector, you don't even need to give advice, but just your aura and your frequency is enough. Like um, being able to hold space for someone else. It's crazy, right? Like I'm telling you like, and this is the part that some logical people would might not understand, but like sometimes I work with clients and like, I don't even have to say anything and they get the breakthrough, right? It's like the frequency that I'm on and I'm literally a mirror for them. And they're like, Oh, I get it. And I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. And they're like, no, but I get it. Like, I don't know if that has ever happened to you, but it has, has happened to me many times. And I realized the aura of a projector and how powerful it can be when we can work with it and we can just trust it. 
Yeah, it, it has happened. And I oftentimes have people step into my one-on-one -on -one container being, I need to have the strategies. I need to have planning. I need to work on my funnel. And then we start working and that's not really what they need. They think they need that, but they need something on a deeper level. And then the last month or so that we work together is when we work on that. Sometimes not even we work on their marketing and they're still like, well, I didn't know that this was possible for me. And I'm like, I haven't really done any of my like expertise. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, okay, then <laughs> this works for you. And it works for me. Um, but yeah. And talking about like processes and strategies, you recently done like a big, massive thing for your book and the launch and now being a best-selling author. How was that? Oh my goodness. That was, uh, that was a journey. I can't I, imagine. <laughs> it was a journey. Um, you know, it's funny because it, there was a lot of strategy involved, but more importantly, and I'm telling you because I felt it, it was, it was energy. It was, that was, that was what was driving the entire launch because, um, the reason why I say that was because I had a strategy in place, but what I realized was that when I was going through this strategy, things were just changing all the time. And the old me again would just really want to like be like, okay, like this is not the strategy. So I have to like put it back, but I just really allowed it to flow. Right. Because, uh, when I was writing the book, but let's talk about, about writing the book first, yes. right? Like that nine months of, so it took me like about, it took me actually about uh, seven and a half months to like finish writing the entire book because the marketing part was actually a lot easier for me than the writing part. Um, and the reason why I think is because writing a book was the very, that was the first time I was writing a book, right? Like from start to finish. And that was scary for me. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Like, why, like, what is happening right now? Um, and I think there was many times where I was going through my own mindset issues where I was like, who am I to write this book? I'm not like Marie Forleo. I'm not Gabrielle Bernstein. Like I can't do this. And I, there was many, it was like a roller coaster, right? Like a really short roller coaster. Like, like, you know how like they say entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster. Well, guess what? Writing a book is also a roller coaster, but a different in a different way, right? So um, that process was, was really hard. It took a lot of mindset work and then discipline. And then finally, after writing it, the marketing part was the fun part for me, right? Because that, that is something that is a specialty of mine as well. Um, and I had to really work with my energy in order for me to like, gets a bestseller because there was a deep inner knowing that I was going to become a bestseller. I don't know how it was just a, is a knowing, right? Just like uh, projectors have. Um, it was the how part that kind of like tripped me up because I was like, okay, how is this going to happen? But whatever, I just went with it. I flowed with it. And um, a lot of it had to do with tapping into my energy to write the type of content that I wanted that attracted the right type of people to me. And let me know if that makes sense, right? Like I can slow it down and unpack it. Um, but that's essentially what happened. Yeah. It was so crazy to follow that launch. I was like, whoa, how is she doing all of this? Because you did so much. I was like, ah, this, there has to be something more than just her strategy behind this. It was the energy. I, I really yeah. think so, right? Because, um, hang on. So you were following the launch. Where were, how did, how did, like, where, where did you come into, like, with, when I came to the launch? Was like, that, like, in the beginning? 
Yeah, it was in the beginning and reconnected because something projector wise you asked in some kind of group. Oh, and yes, you're right. And then we connected because we have exactly the same uh, self projected 6 2, right? So we, we have exactly the same profile and type and authority and everything. And I was like, okay, so he's writing a book. It's about money mindset, which is I'm very interested in. And then you, you ask like, hey, do you want to read it and become a part of the, the launch group? And I was like, yes, of course. I was going to buy it. But if I, if I can go through the whole launch strategy with you, yeah. even better. So that's where I stepped in. And I was like, whoa, she's a projector, same profile. And she's doing so much. That means if she can do it, I can do it too. Oh my gosh, I feel so honored. Well, here's the thing, right? So a lot, like I said, a lot of it had to do with energy because even though it seemed like I was doing a lot, um, I really had to pace myself. And I had a team that obviously was helping me do all of the admin stuff and the mechanics and all that stuff. But what I had to make sure was that when I was showing up on camera, when I was cultivating my launch team, that I was in my projector energy, right? Because I realized that when people came through, it was because of the, the content. It was because of my videos that people were kind of like being attracted to what I was putting out there. Um, it wasn't the hustle and bustle, right? Because um, what really blew up, what got a lot of people to join my launch team was I wrote something in a Facebook group. And again, all energy, right? Like all just me tapping into the, my, my mission, why this book is, like I, why I need to get this book out there. And just very naturally, when you show up, right, um, without any attachment, without any, yeah, I was asking for people to join my launch team, but like there was no like attachment. There was no like, okay, I have to have X amount of people, whatever. It was just really coming from a space of like, hey, if this is for you, then this is for you. If it's not, then it's not for you. Um, and then naturally, like I said, people just came. Right. And so that's what I'm saying by tapping into a certain frequency. That's what I mean by frequency is that when you are on a certain frequency, there's going to be people that are naturally attracted to you. And then there's going to be people that are repelled by you. And those are not your people. And so it's just understanding that and just being comfortable with this frequency that you're holding. I think that's the number one thing that people need to understand is that we're always operating on different frequencies. And once you are attuned with your frequency that's when you naturally things show up for you yeah so so true what would be a a real life exercise from the book because you have lots of exercises in there that people can do today and then they might get hooked and and get the book from oh my you goodness. that is a good question i was not prepared for this question <laughs> um Okay, so one of the, in the chapters, okay, I, um, I actually ask you to go into your Night King belief. So are you a fan of Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so you have not watched an episode? Zero. Okay, so, okay, well anyways. Okay, how am I going to describe this? Okay, so, so I, I make a reference to Game of Thrones in the book, right? But basically it's like, okay, how can I make another reference? Um... Okay, <laughs> you stumped me there without the, the, with the Game of Thrones thing. Okay, so one of the exercises that I tell people do, to do is to actually think about a belief that is really deeply rooted, right? So one of my beliefs was that because I'm Asian, like I'm not going to be able to have a bigger, ha have as big of an influence as 
like a white person. That's literally a belief that I had. It's so stupid, but it was a belief, right? So I had to really debunk that belief in order for me to actually show up and write this book. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. That's literally a belief that I had. And so one of the exercises that I give people in the book, and specifically that chapter, is for you to figure out what your Night King belief is. And Night King belief is basically the belief that is so deeply rooted that once you eliminate that belief, then all of your other minor beliefs will kind of you know, shed its way, right? So I think it's a really powerful exercise because what most people don't understand is that um, most of your beliefs are tied to a very deep belief that you have. And it really is your job to figure out what that belief is instead of trying to like knock out like the small beliefs one by one. Does it make sense? Yeah. So, so yeah, that exercise. I forgot what chapter it's in. Um, but I, I recommend that exercise. You guys have to get the books to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel if you want to give another reference, it's like in chess when there's like checkmate and you kick over one and then the whole board is, is gone. So, so oh, yeah, exactly. I'm not a chess player, but like, <laughs> that's how I envision it. That if you take out that one big piece, that's like the centerpiece of it all you win yeah. the game and you, you eliminated all the rest. Yeah. Instead of trying to beat like one thing at a time. time. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like in a way like quantum jumping or like quantum leaping, right? Like where most people think of our world as like a linear fashion, right? Like you have to complete this thing and then you're like onto the next thing, but there's actually a faster way by going deeper, right? Going really deep in. Um, and most people, it's scary for people. Trust me, like it's scary to like expand, right? Um, but when you are able to surrender to that, then yeah, then you're you, then you can quantum jump. Essentially. Yeah. Oh my god, we could go so deep on just this part, <laughs> but I feel we might lose some people if they're not there yet in terms of just getting started with money mindset or mindset in general. That quantum leaping and everything is like next level but that might be another podcast episode um, yeah yeah well what are your uh you, with you, the people that are listening to your podcast like where do you feel like they are with their money mindset I think most of them have just heard of the word or have done read some books like the basic books and then they've heard that mindset is important but they don't know the tools or the the steps, if you would have steps to, to really change it for them. Yeah. And, and the thing is that I feel like, although I give a lot of steps in my books, and I think that's how people learn, right? Like it's through steps, right? Yeah. It makes sense. Um, I think that when you are ready to work on your money mindset, it will come for you, right? Like if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're resonating with what we're both saying, then you're ready to like transform, right? And, and that's the, the good thing about, I think, with the work that we do that's reassuring is that you're always gonna attract the people that are ready, right? When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And the people that don't get it, it's like they're just, they're not vibing, right? And it's okay, it's okay, they're just, it's just not their time. Um, so for anyone that is thinking about help, like changing their money mindset or they, they have an inkling that their money mindset is the, the problem that is keeping them from really getting to their next level, then it's time, right? You know it's time. 
Yeah. And the moment that I started to work on this, and this is like an uh, ongoing process. It's not something, oh, I'm going to work on my mon money mindset this month and it will be fixed next month. Like there's always that deeper level, that next level. Once I started to do that, I just saw my business expand so, so much with just every exercise or book or person that I talked to or whatever. I just saw like so much more opportunities and not only for money but just in general like life changed for me so I feel like if you're listening to this then that's something um, to start looking for and definitely I think your book is a really good step in because you you write in a funny and, and really engaging way and it's like so easy to understand like I've read lots of books that, that go that talk about mindset or specifically money mindset and I feel like Yours is just easy to understand and it's, it, it's funny. It reads really fast. Um, and then you go, what I did is like, I read the whole thing and then I went back and did like the exercises. And I feel like that's really good process for people who want to get into uh, money mindset. Yeah. And to piggyback on what you just said, like I intentionally wanted it to be an easy read, right? Like, because I know that money mindset can be a complicated topic right um and because i dealt with it all my life in a way it's humorous it's like there's like a spin-off to it right because i'm like dang i'm still you know this is a lesson that i need to learn and now i'm sharing it with the world so i'm glad that you 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 saw that because that was meant to be you know humorous in a way it was meant to be an easy read and i want people to realize that money mindset although it's a process, it doesn't have to be like super serious, right? And I think that sometimes when it comes to like manifestation, it could be way too woo woo. And then there's no like humor behind it. And like, you, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm, I'm like, I love like humor and I love like comedy and all that stuff. So for me, I'm like, that needs to be an important part when it comes to <laughs> reading my book. Yes, exactly. Like, that's so how I see you with your dogs and you dress them up and you do like funny things. And I'm like, that's so funny. And I'm like, more people should do this and not be so serious when it comes to energy and spirituality and like mindset. Like they make it such a heavy uh, thing to digest. You make it light and easy. And I feel that that's going to be so big for you. Like your mission, I I can see you. You say like, I'm no Marty Forleo and I'm no Gabby Bernstein, but I definitely see you going to that level, like in the next foreseeable future. Oh, <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very lucky to have you on the podcast right now because soon you'll be fully booked. <laughs> I love that. And you know what though? I don't like, it's funny because like, it's almost as if like, okay, like that's, that's a, such an honor but at the same time, like, I want to, like, um, still embody that playfulness, right? I think that as entrepreneurs, it's so important for us to actually be playful. And, um, and the reason why I, I think that I, I talk about that a lot or, like, I, I embody that energy is because, like I said, growing up was not fun for me. Like, I don't, like, it's fun. It's so funny. My fiance, um, he always makes fun of me because I didn't watch a lot of movies growing up. And so a lot of movies that he talks about or like he like references I'm like what what is that and he was like you never watched this and he was like so mind-blown and it was because my childhood was a lot of pressure it was a lot of like studying a very typical Asian household um and again that that motto of like work hard 
uh, now and half fun later was so ingrained in me that when I first started my business, I was so serious. And the moment I was able to let go and be playful and just be myself, like that's when things like start coming to me. Right. Um, and I think that naturally I have a very playful energy and I was just like keeping that like wrapped up, you know, and the moment I was like liberated, I could just like be who I am. Um, people start to notice that like they were more attracted to me when I was able to just be myself um, instead of like having to be so serious. Yeah, so powerful. And I know I already have a few people in mind who are going to listen to this and be like, oh, she's talking to me directly. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah because it's something I, I tell people so often, like, yes, entrepreneurship can be hard, but it doesn't have to be. You can make it fun. You can see this as experiments and challenging yourself and, and playing and trying different things. And I so love that you just shared that. Like, I'm so going to quote this. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I totally agree with you, right? Like, um, when we see things as an experiment, then we can actually detach ourselves and our ego to the results, right? So in my program, I actually, what I do is that um, I treat it like a video game. So I design my program in a way where it's like different worlds. So in my book, you know how there's three pillars? Yeah. So there's three pillars, by the way, for everyone listening, there's three pillars in my book. But um, in my program, there's also three pillars because I, I go off of something called the cash flow trinity. And so in each pillar is a different world. So basically in order for you to advance to the next world, you just basically you're beating the, the things that you need to be inside the world, world one. And I even, I give you like, um, like juices, like I just make it fun. Right. And so I think that, um, I forgot what I was saying, but I forgot what we were talking about, but playfulness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so um, for people that are listening, and I'm assuming they're entrepreneurs, is that you can make your, your business, you can make anything you want playfulness, right? Like even with this launch, um, I don't know if you noticed, I'm sure you noticed this, that the theme was like Bridesmaids, um, the movie. Um, and a lot of, I made a lot of references to that movie because I wanted people to feel like they were embodying that bridesmaid energy for my launch, right? Where everyone's a little bit different, a little bit quirky, um, but we're all there for the same mission, right? We're all there to like launch my book out there. So again, you can use these types of things to really brand yourself, right? Um, and to make yourself unique in that special way. How funny is it that after the launch of the book, you're getting engaged? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know, right? That was not expected. I like did not expect that. That happened at five in the morning. I was like half asleep. It was, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Like, it's so good. I'm like so in love with your ring. Like you keep showing it. I'm like, ah, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. because So it's so funny, right? Because with my ring, I remember like coaching with my clients and I like, she was like, can we talk about the elephant in the room, which is your ring. It's like, like in my face, I'm like getting distracted. Like I can't listen to you right now. Anyways. Yeah. But I, I have the same feeling. I'm like, I want one too now. <laughs> well, it is possible. Yeah. Well, you're being a role model, right? You're being your sixth line, very much role modeling. It is possible. It is possible. I think that, um, I, that's also why I really encourage people to like, to share their light and to like, you know, I'm like really proud of my clients. I always like, you know, like 
when I look at testimonials and when I, when I see people like kind of promote themselves, I see it as like, hey, like you're showing people what's possible, right? Um, and, and the thing is that I used to be really triggered by these things. And I realized that that was something that I need to work through. So I don't know, do you, do you feel like that's something that you went through or you have clients that like go through that process of being triggered by people's success online? Yeah. And I definitely get that. Like in the industry of like business coaches, they all talk about 10 K months and hundred K months and all of that. And that still triggers me all the number games that they do. Um, so then I look at, okay, why is this triggering me? Why are these kind of numbers that they use as a marketing tactic? Why are they triggering me? Yeah. So why are they triggering you? Oh, <laughs> because oftentimes I feel like they're not a hundred percent sincere of why and how they use these tactics. And I'm like, if I would fall for, is this like a trap? Is this real? Are they showing like real print screens of it? Um, so then I'm like, okay, I want to a hundred percent be authentic and share the other side of things. Like, yes, I, I did 30 K months and, but half of that went to staff and went to, uh, equipment and went to funnels and went to advertisement. So yes, it can be done, but that doesn't mean it's cash in my pocket. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that, that is true, right? Like the the entrepreneurial matrix, so to speak, right? Or like what we see online is always not what is 100% true, right? And I totally get that. And and that is the part that sometimes I feel like, I get what you're saying, right? Because I used to get triggered by the same things. But I really think that question, why I get triggered, and understand that it's because deep down, like I don't want to be seen that way, or deep down, like I don't want to be inauthentic, then it makes me, it, it, it kind of like a, uh, it makes me realize that a lot of it is my own ego still, right? Because like whatever people's doing like outside, whether they're triggering me or not, is really just what's happening on the inside that I'm still working through. So that's a good point because I felt the same way, but I also know that it's because I'm still working through things myself and I'm not afraid to admit that. I think that the worst thing that you can do as a coach or an entrepreneur is to say that you know it all when we're all still learning, right? We're still learning from each other. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to be sitting here and say like, hey, I know it all. Like, I'm the first to tell you like, hey, I make a lot of mistakes and you're just living through my mistakes. You're like, you're learning from my mistakes that I'm literally putting out there, like wide open for you to learn from. Yeah, exactly. I always tell people like, the more mistakes you make, the faster you grow. Because yeah. if you're not doing anything, you're also not making mistakes and you're not growing. So it's better to just try knock on different things and see what triggers me what do i like what is what are the things i don't like and then make a plan right after that just do it and then see what happens yeah no 100 percent. i'm all about the mistakes even though it's scary yeah it, it, <laughs> it is so scary happening again yeah. like literally this week right like this week that happened to me where i made a mistake and i was like again i was like oh it's happening it's happening and then I have to remind myself, like, okay, I'm growing. It's okay. It's an expansion. Um, and just riding with it, right? Because I'm still, I'm still always making mistakes. Yeah, same. But at least you had the awareness that now you were doing it. Maybe the first time something happened, you didn't have that awareness. And that's already step one, right? Yay, we did, we did conquer something. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. Well, I really love this interview and I would 
want to wrap it up to say with what does it mean for you to be a mission-driven entrepreneur? What it means to me to be a mission-driven entrepreneur is someone that really pushes humanity forward, right? So it's not, so the money, like, like you said, is really like kind of like what hooks people in, right? Um, although I still, I do want people to be financially empowered. I think the deeper truth that I want people to get from being a part of my world is um, the state of getting into their next level them so that they can actually help their own community. I was just telling this to another uh, client of mine where for me, like if I help you, it's like just one person still, right? But like when you're able to have that ripple effect and impact your own community in a way, that's actually what makes me happy is being able to see that our, like our world is moving, right? Our world is moving forward um, and that I'm actually helping you in that way. Um, and actually what makes me even more happier is that I feel like right now with the whole, is it safe to talk about coronavirus? Like yes. can I talk about coronavirus on this podcast? Of okay. So like, I think that like, you know, obviously coronavirus is happening right now. There's a lot of fear going on. And I feel like it's almost as if I feel like my mission is to help people overcome that fear, right? Is for them to like see the world, not the way everyone else is seeing it. Um, and I think that's the biggest empowerment that you can give someone. That's the, that's the truest way you can help someone is not by having them be fearful, but to have, have them be, have the awareness to actually empower themselves to move forward. Yeah. So, so powerful. And if people want to be a part of your world, where can they best find you? Yeah, so the best way you can be a part of my world right now is to be in my Facebook group. So um, we're doing a 22-day live experience right now. I'm sure you, you've, you're seeing it, but it's really in congruent uh, or congruent. That's not even a word. It's it's in relation to my book. Um, so find me on my Facebook group. I'm going to give you the link, Stephanie. Yeah. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I pretty much live on Instagram stories if it's not that time of the month. <laughs> Um, but yes, I'm on there as well. So I'll give you all the links. You can find me there. You can come and say hi to me. I'm really friendly. I don't bite. Yeah. Um, she is really friendly. Yes. <laughs> um, and I will encourage, I will, every time you come into my world, I will encourage you to have a lot of fun and be playful and just, yeah, take a bath in like the middle of the day. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much, by the way, for everything that you shared like there's so so much value in this podcast and thank you so much for taking the time in your evening to talk to to me and to us in general and yeah i would love to stay connected through all of this yeah thank you so much for having me it's, it was a lot of fun like i we kind of went off into like these different avenues which i didn't expect to talk about um but nonetheless it was a great conversation because i've been waiting for this day to talk to you <laughs> for a long time and i'm really glad that it happened you have reached the end of another episode of the mission driven entrepreneur show if you've got any insights from listening to this episode it would mean so much to me if you share them on instagram and tag me at stephanie.smolders or you can leave a review your help and support means truly a lot to me you can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes below and be sure to visit stephaniesmolders.com to discover the fantastic bonus content thank you so much for listening and i will speak to you very soon